We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. We're good. So welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, return to his post, the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com and, of course, my partner in crime and co-host, Zach Kelberman. Zach, first of all, hope you had a nice championship, uh, conference championship game weekend. But first things first, what have you heard on the Broncos head coaching trail? There's a few news stories I want to get to, but what have you heard and specifically Jim Harbaugh? First of all, it wasn't that nice because Kansas City, yet again, is in the Super Bowl. Third time in four years that the Broncos have to watch that. Um, the Broncos coaching search is throwing me for a loop. I am completely exhausted. I have tried. I've stopped trying to guess. I've stopped trying to speculate because no one knows. From Mike Kliss to local insiders, national insiders, no one has a beat on what the Broncos are doing. And I don't know what they're up to. They circled back to Jim Harbaugh. The reports earlier today indicated that Harbaugh was still in play. And then Adam Schefter goes on the fan and says that Jim Harbaugh is not in play anymore. And uh, D'Amico Ryans was their number two, not Sean Payton. So who knows at this point, Chad? Onward we go. We had conflicting reports yet again on the front of D'Amico Ryans. We had a legendary local insider, Woody Page, report earlier today that Ryans himself had informed the Denver Broncos he's off the table. That was then, Zach, followed not shortly shortly after by Josina Anderson, ESPN, National Perspective, saying, per sources, this is not true. The Denver Broncos have not been informed by D'Amico Ryans that he is out of the running. Now, Zach, if I had to pick one of those, I probably would lean toward more in terms of its veracity. It would be Woody Page. I mean, He's rarely wrong on these type of things. It's not a prediction. It's I'm reporting what I've been told. Like I can't even think of all the years I've been watching Broncos football, let alone covering it. That dude having a report that turned out to be erroneous. Now predictions and all that stuff, that's a different animal, an actual report that turned out to be wrong. So what I surmise here, Zach, is that Woody Page comes out, reports that. D'Amico Ryan's goes, yo, there goes my leverage with the Texans. His camp goes, no, this isn't true. Josina Anderson reports, no, I'm being told it's not true. That's just me tinfoil capping it. But 
who knows? This situation, I mean, Zach, I've had so many Broncos fans reach out to me and go personally DMing me. Hey, tell us what's what's going on. What, what's going to happen? Who's it going to be? And I got to tell you guys, Scott and I talked a little bit about this last night, why this is the case, Zach, but beats me. It's hard to know. It's hard to – I can't tell you what's going to happen, but there is rumor, there is buzz, Zach, that there could be an answer to, as soon as tomorrow morning. Yeah, there was the mystery candidate that was floated out there, and um, I think it was – was it Dave Logan the other day bringing up Bill Cower of all people that could be in the running as the mystery candidate? Oh, Adam Schefter also ruled out Mike Shanahan as the mystery candidate. He said Mike's not coming back to coach the Broncos again. The D'Amico Ryans thing, I think I take that at face value that he did pull out because he's he played with the Texans. His wife is from the Houston area. They have family there. And a bunch of former Texans legends, including J.J. Watt and Andre Johnson, are in Houston. Many speculate that's for the D'Amico Ryans press conference. I don't think D'Amico is coming to Denver. I still think they're going to try for Harbaugh, try for Peyton, and then God knows after that, Chad, if they don't get either of them. We'll see. We've got the Duchess jumping in early with a very generous super chat. Michaela, you know we love you. We appreciate you. We missed you when you were gone. Thank you. We are so glad to have you back. It's great to see you, my friend. She says, right now, I think it's a plot. Ooh, ooh. This is sounding like Crossfire. Remember that book by Jim Mars about the Kennedy assassination? An inside plot, maybe? I don't know. She says, we are getting Harbaugh but they need to keep it quiet so Michigan's signing day won't be affected and discourage players from committing. What do you think? What do you think? LOL, too much of a conspiracy. I don't think it's too much of a conspiracy. That doesn't mean it's true. It's not or that it's true. doesn't mean that it's not. This was kind of something that Scott hinted around, not, not so much saying I think this is what's happened, but I wonder how much National Signing Day, Zach, has to do at all with whatever is happening between the Broncos and Jim Harbaugh because – it is conspicuous, highly conspicuous. We talked about this, that first of all, he, he says, no, I'm, I'm staying at Michigan a week after initially interviewing with the Broncos in a Zoom call. And then last week, they jet set to Michigan to talk to him again and leave Sands deal. No deal. Well, wait a minute. Do you think Greg Penner and George Payton are the type of guys, especially Penner with the with the pocketbook, to make a trip like that without some sort of something, something to seek your teeth into that you're not wasting your time. So if indeed Jim Harbaugh is saying, yeah, I might want to do it. I, just, I don't want to ruin the national signing day for my school. It makes a lot of sense. No way to know if that's true right now, but it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, Michaela, I, I love me a good conspiracy, and there are you know reasons to believe that Harbaugh is still in play for the Broncos. He's the only one, if you think about it, that's taken a second interview with Denver and he's had a face-to-face -face and a zoom meeting with them. So he's gotten intimately familiar. I thought maybe that um, the Broncos offered him something handsome, maybe 20, 25 a year or whatever. And he was waiting out of respect to see if Michigan would match that because again, he never signed a new deal upon committing to Michigan for another year. So that's why the door is still open. But then you have Adam Schefter going on the fan today. And I trust Schefter. If he says it, it's true for the most part. And he says that Jim Harbaugh is no longer in the running and the Broncos once again have to pivot. Interestingly, one more point about this, Chad, yeah. the fact that Greg Penner took a secret meeting and uh, did so while other candidates were still vying for the job, reportedly, I think it was via the athletic did not sit well with those candidates. So Greg Penner and Rob Walton, they know they might know how to run Walmart, but to find a head coach, it's a much different animal as they're learning. 
well, nothing rings the bell like money. You want to get somebody's attention, and Penner knows that. So I don't know. It's really weird. This is another thing that Scott and I talked about last night, Zach, is that it feels like there's one additional big domino that needs to fall, and then everything's going to clunk into, yeah. into place. And it's hard to say what that is. I, I surmised last night that it's got to be the D'Amico Ryan situation now that he's been bounced from the playoffs with the Niners. Uh, once he hires on, wherever he hires on, then I think everything else goes. Dun, 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 dun. We'll see. Sam Bam, bro, love you, appreciate you. He says, "Evening, Broncos country." Fingers crossed that by training camp we might know who our head coach is going to be. Go Broncos! Hashtag patience is a virtue, or something like that. That's what my grandma always said. Chad, hold your horses. Remember, patience is a virtue. I've had a tough uh, life lesson in learning patience. It's not an easy virtue to uh, to pick up, but we'll see what happens. I saw something funny. I think it was on Twitter that said the Broncos are going to be the first team in NFL history to coach themselves, to have no coach for the entire year. You know what? At this point, it's almost February, and the Broncos still don't have one. It's, it's, it's wild, man. F.A., bro, love you, big dog. Appreciate you. Let us know when you get your jersey, by the way, just a reminder. Says hello, guys. Hope you had a good weekend. I feel the ownership group has something up their sleeves with the head coach search. As far as I know, it's Harbaugh, Peyton. Or as far as I know, Harbaugh, Peyton, Gannon are still in it till they ain't. Have faith, Broncos country. Zach, we've talked uh, ad nauseum about Harbaugh. We've talked ad nauseum about Peyton. Well, I'll put a pin in that. He goes on to say with another very generous super chat. Wow, thank you, thank F. You, F. Seriously, big dog. I think we should be patient. Only the Panthers have filled their coaching need. I think the NFL is taking it very seriously about hiring head coaches now based on the memo that was sent out. That's true. That's a good point, a factor. I feel that we will get our guy this week. Have a great show, guys. So in case you're scratching your head about the memo, the NFL had a big presentation. They showed uh, NFL ownership and front offices about the millions and millions and millions of dollars that have been flushed down the toilet on coaches who were fired because those con those those contracts, Zach, they're – fully guaranteed so nathaniel hackett gets a whatever four four-year deal with an option or whatever and they fire him before his first year is even over well he's still going to get every nickel of that money now some contracts have offsetting language in them and i think it's pretty much par for the course with coaches to where whatever his salary is with his new job with the jets it will offset so the broncos will pay him whatever they were scheduled to pay him minus that figure but still the point is NFL teams caution or, or the NFL cautioning teams act to say, look, be smarter about how you throw this money around. Exactly. Because you can pay, you know, three coaches at one time if you fire two and then you hire a new one. I don't know if Vic Fangio is still counting for any of the offset money that came from his Broncos deal, but uh, he just took a, a job. I, it was reports that he went to Miami, but now I think he's going to San Francisco to work with Kyle Shanahan. That's one heck of a, uh, a star pairing there. So, yeah, yeah, you want to be smart about it because you want the coach to last more than 15 games in Nathaniel Hackett's case. You want the coach to be around for multiple seasons and have a true reign, and that way you don't have to pay multiple other coaches at the same time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mike Ronquillo in the house throwing down. Love you, big dog. All your support. Big part of what we do here at MHH with our community and especially on Facebook, dude. You're like the mayor over there. You and, and Tucson Phil. Phil, I'm sure, is in the house too. But Mike, love you, big dog. Appreciate you. Uh, Luke Krakowski on YouTube. This is a newer name, so welcome. welcome. Appreciate you. Connect with us on Twitter. He says, does Luke, it seems too fishy and unbelievable of a process for me to think that Penner doesn't know who his guy is. I think the rest is just semantics. My guess is Harbaugh, maybe Peyton, with Mickey Loomis, the Saints GM, perhaps holding up the deal. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have thought that. I would have agreed with you, Luke, 100% before this whole thing started. And so now the question is, what have I seen that would put me off my initial premise, Zach, or my initial kind of gut intuition that, Penner's going to get whatever guy he ultimately he wants. So I don't know, maybe just the fact that it's lingered this long and some of the ways that they've handled things like with the, uh, the pen or going back a second time to, to meet in person with Harbaugh in Michigan and how that rubbed other perhaps candidates the wrong way somehow. I don't know if I'm really honest about it, Zach. I don't think I really have seen anything so far that makes me 100% get off my initial premise that, if the Broncos want a guy, they have the means to go and get him. So I don't know. I mean, these guys are autonomous. They're human beings. They're, they have individual agency and, and um, liberty. So I guess also, you know, that, that comes into play in terms of, no, I don't want to go to Denver. I'm D'Amico Ryans. I want to go coach the team that drafted me, and I want to go home to Houston where my wife is from. Those type of concerns, maybe they outweigh money. Yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement with you where I thought the Broncos having the richest ownership by far in the NFL would solve a lot of their problems. But this is not like running a Walmart where money does solve most problems. You have to compete with 31 other teams. And the Broncos, if they want Sean Payton, are at the mercy of one of those other teams. It'd be like in the business world, Walmart being beholden to Target. It doesn't happen that way. Walmart's in its own stratosphere, and the Walton Penner family has operated within those strictures. Much different beast, the NFL. Um, so if the Saints want, I heard they want two first round draft picks now and I feel like that's a bridge too far for the Broncos it's a bridge too far for me so it's not just money that can you know uh, cause Penner to get the guy he wants they have to also convince the other candidate like we've been saying before this search started to take the job with the Broncos to either leave Michigan or come out of TV in Sean Payton's case and come to Denver take on Russell Wilson and uh, and the rest it's not an easy endeavor but I didn't think it would last until February either Chad I'm surprised. Miguel, appreciate you, brother. 
He says, what's up, fellas? Does all this speculation and rumor go to show how much the press really doesn't know and is just trying to create content? I said it from the beginning. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, there's always the push to create content, all right? That's, I mean, that's the name of the game. Without content, you don't have something to run ads on and so on and so forth. Content is king. I don't think this is going to show that the press is um, nothing but spin. I just think it goes to show that with this new brain trust in Denver, no one in the press court is quite embedded enough to get the inside, inside, inside scoop. On top of that, Zach, I think it also goes to show, and credit to him, the Walton Penner group knows how to manage the press and knows how to keep yeah. a tight ship. That's the old saying, yeah. dude, loose lips sink ships. And that's, if nothing else, gang, tip your cap to Greg Penner and company for their poker face. I mean, they have they have not leaked a datgum thing um, relative to, you know, the head coaching search that, that matters anyway. Uh, anything they didn't want out there, they haven't put out there. And I guess you could argue that's probably the way it goes for most NFL teams. But for now, Zach, I think it's a pretty good sign that it, the, the Broncos front office leaks have been stopped. Yeah, definitely. That's one of the strongest assets, I think, to the Walton Penner family is uh, stopping the information from getting out of Dove Valley. But I want to give some credit also to George Payton. Ever since he took over for John Elway, the information trickling out of Team HQ has been minimal. It's no longer the days where John Elway is personally hand-feeding Mike Kliss the scoop. You know, George Payton makes every Broncos reporter work for it, and now Greg Penner coming in has doubled down on that. And it's pretty much Fort Knox. It's radio silence in Dove Valley. It's so frustrating for us because we want that drip of information. We want that steady leak, but uh, they're doing it their own way, and we have to wait the process out. John Clay eventing in the house. What's up, big dog? Thank you for the super chat. He says, I really think that Mike Shanahan is a head coach and Brian Greasy is an OC. It's so obvious. Mike rolls in to save his old franchise. Greasy, uh, Greasy is made head coach after three years. You know, in some kind of alternate Bronco universe where Shanahan didn't retire, basically, after he was fired in Washington following the 2013 season, I could maybe see that happening. John Elway almost made that a thing uh, after the first year of the Vance Joseph era regime. But now that he's got a chance at the Hall of Fame, I don't see Mike doing anything right now to screw that up. Right. Like he's got a he he's made all the money he's going to make in this world. Uh, He's won two championships as a head coach, three when you count his O.C. trophy with the Niners. Now it's about legacy, I think, for Mike. Watch helping his boy continue to do what he does in San Francisco exactly. as far as feedback, and then his legacy, and that comes down to the Hall of Fame. Mike Shanahan doesn't want that smoke right now in Denver. I don't. I don't think so. I am a thousand percent with you, and so is Adam Schefter because that's what Schefter said that right now. Uh, Mike Shanahan derives his pleasure from watching his son in San Francisco and watching the NFL as a whole. I also looked it up. He's going to be 71, Mike Shanahan, by the time the next season starts. I just don't think it's feasible at all. No ageism here, nothing against people in their 70s, but I think he's retired for a reason, and the Broncos have to go in a much different direction. Quick shout-out real quick here. This is – oh, the chat just jumped on me. Hang tight. Let me grab it. I just had it. Miller, 707 champ, giving some props for the Bridge the Gap video. Appreciate you, bro. I saw that you left a comment on the video. My band, Bridge the Gap. If you guys can remember, I was gone for two weeks last summer. 
right? When I came back, you guys were like, well, where were you? And I was like, well, you know, had this old band from the dudes from high school and we just had some fun, got away, recorded something, no big deal. It's not really a no big deal. Like we, we kind of jumped in with both feet, making a really cool album and we signed a record deal. And the first single dropped on Friday. And it happened, of course, over the weekend, busy weekend, football championship weekend, all that stuff. And so I've been promoting it a little bit, pushing it on Twitter, pushing it, Zach, on my on my Facebook. Miller 707 champ is one of those that heeded the call. I'm going to show you real quick. All right, real quick. Here's here's why you need to go like the video. OK, even if you hate this music, even if you don't like rock, maybe you're like Zach and you're only a rap music type of guy. Check it out real quick. Five second clip. Go like this video. Give it a watch. What always throws me for a loop is I don't expect that voice to come out of you when you're singing, Chad. So it's very much impressed. I'm not a rap guy like you. I'm not a rock guy like you said, but it is good uh, music. So check it out, guys, for sure. Appreciate that, big dog. But I again, I just want to say thank you to those of you who have gone and listened to it on Spotify and liked and, and commented on the on the YouTube video. Really appreciate it. We'll throw the link in the chat again. Check it out, guys, when you get some time. Um, all right, back to the matters at hand here. Phil, another legend. The co-mayor, I would say, of our Facebook community uh, saying, good evening. Hard to figure draft picks and scouting when we don't know uh, what the new coach might want to run offensively. MHH for life, go Broncos. This is a really good point. Luke Patterson, he's been at the Shrine Bowl for us the last few days. and He's now traveling to the Senior Bowl just like Scott. You've got that. A big stop, Zach, on the pre-draft trail each and every year, the Shrine Bowl, followed by the senior bowl then you get to the combine you then you get to pro days then you get to the draft well hey what scheme are you running both offensively and defensively you don't know yet for sure that does put a little bit of a kink in things this is why you like to have a head coach down by february 1st I, i've never seen a, a coaching search take as long as it has this year and as uh, someone pointed out it's not just the broncos only one team has picked their coach and that's the Panthers going with Frank Reich. So, yeah, we know the Broncos draft pick. It's official now. It's 29 overall from San Francisco via Miami. But beyond that, they need the coaching staff in place, the head coach in place, and then they have to decide if they want to keep the uh, the George Payton you know, holdover scouts in place and then go from there. So it's going to be a process getting through the pre-draft period. No doubt. No doubt. George Fox in the house. Thank you, big dog. He says, great show tonight, guys. Looks like we'll get someone when they feel they have who they want. Hit the thumbs up. Yes, please click the thumbs up, guys, if you're in the room with us, especially on Facebook and YouTube. Small thing helps us out big, bad way. And he closes, of course, Denver Bronx for life, MHH for life. Yeah, we'll see, dude. What do you think? Does your Is your gut telling you maybe we'll know something tomorrow, an announcement perhaps tomorrow, Zach? It's a lot of insiders are kind of hinting at i don't know because it's been so silent i feel like the other shoe is going to drop out of nowhere it's typical for what the broncos do drop some major bombshell at like 8 a.m but i just think they're still letting the process play out and letting the dominoes fall i mean D'Amico ryan's that isn't official yet in houston i think they might be waiting on that i think they might be waiting out harbaugh and if michaela's right with her conspiracy theory maybe they're waiting until signing day is over and they've already had an agreement with harbaugh in place maybe they're still negotiating with new orleans for sean payton's rights i don't think something's coming tomorrow but i think we'll have more clarity by the end of this week hopefully
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Luke, jumping in with a second super chat tonight. Thank you, brother. Thank you. He says, would it surprise you if guys like Adam Schefter aren't as plugged in with our search since the Penners are, quote, outsiders and don't follow the rules of the, quote, same old NFL? Also, love this community, MHH for life. Appreciate that, Luke. And it's great to uh, see you make your voice and your takes known. That's one of the things that Zach and I find so addictive about our podcast is getting to talk about these issues with as many of you in the chat in live real time as possible. So uh, keep espousing your takes, but Zach, the notion that Schefter, maybe he's not as plugged in. Um, Scott brings up a good point here. One of the ways he knows things before it seems like anybody is he's on speed dial with every agent, mm-hmm. all right, under the sun. And so when you're dealing with player agents and coach agents, you know, you can, you can, you don't necessarily need to have, front office contact, Zach. I mean, honestly. So, but in Schefter's case, one important background thing to note is that he got his start in Denver back in the 90s. One of the reasons why he was breaking so much stuff relative to the Broncos during the Elway era was because Elway knew him dating all the way back to those days when he was at the Denver Post. But now, Zach, there aren't really any of the old guard around. I mean, George Payton, I'm thinking of the guys. I mean, you could get into the scouts and stuff, but as far as like front office executive, even on the business side, I mean, they've cleaned house. It's a it's a new regime. I'll tell you the source. I mean, I'm just guessing, but that would be Patrick Smythe, the uh, the head PR chief of the Broncos. He's the common Great denominator. Point. I would not be surprised if that was Schefter's source. But yeah, that's what gives Schefter a leg up. Absolutely nailed that, Chad. The fact that he started in Denver working for the Denver Post and uh, he's been tight with that community and people around uh, the community for years now. But there's still Mike Kliss. You know, he's out there. He's the team mouthpiece. I love Mike Kliss. I respect his work a ton. He was at the Denver Post as well at one time. But it's more along the lines of George Payton first stymieing those leaks in the Elway era, and then Walton Penner group, the family coming in, Greg Penner especially, and just putting an end to any speculation, any outside interference. They're trying to almost be, I don't want to say like double agents, but they're trying to give like, maybe misinformation out there, smoke screens out there to keep people guessing because no one, not a local insider, a national insider, anyone has any idea what's going on. The Duchess jumping in again. Love you, Michaela. Thank you. She Thank says, you. Dark Horse, could Kubiak or Shani be it? LOL, I'm on a roll. Um, you know, Kubiak was so over being Denver Broncos head coach that he was willing to not only walk away from the money, all right, but but – perhaps fracture his relationship with one of his oldest friends who that he had accomplished so much with in John Elway. None of those guys, none of those loyalties, they're all gone. What, what purpose would, even if Coop had a hankering to come back, like what, what would it really serve him to come back to Denver? Been there, done that, so to speak. I don't know. I understand why the idea Zach is being romanticized. And as it stretches further, we're left to, grope and, and reach at, at crazy options, but Coob and Shanny, I just don't see as realistic uh, probabilities. 
Yeah, I pulled up Kubiak's um, wiki, and he hasn't worked in the NFL um, since 2020 when he worked for the Minnesota Vikings. He's going to be 62 by the time the season starts as well. These are guys that are retired for a reason. Gary Kubiak in particular, he had health-related issues that caused him to step away. I think what you said, Chad, is 100% appropriate. The fact that we're even talking about Kubiak, talking about Mike Shanahan, talking about Bill freaking Cower is a major indictment on the coaching search and how much uh, the Walton Penner group are dragging their collective feet. Question for you. Bradley Chubb makes the Pro Bowl as an alternate. All right. Considering that he spent just under half of the season with the Denver Broncos, should Broncos fan consider that a Pro Bowl berth for the Broncos? What do you think? I don't know how we made it as an alternate. First of all, I didn't think he, he his season was that good. I know it didn't finish that well in Miami either. I don't know. I mean, I would have to divvy it up by did he have more sacks in Denver or Miami? I would say it's a uh, a split Pro Bowl berth. I don't know how that works, honestly. Well, it just works with you go in with the team. You wear the, you know, if you're playing the game, you wear the helmet of the team you're with. Um, but interesting, he gets his second. Technically, that goes on his NFL resume. He is a two-time Pro Bowler. Bradley Chubb, former top five pick of your Denver Broncos, now collecting his checks, of course, in Miami. I'm not losing any sleep over no. it. And, and honestly, if the Chubb trade leads to the acquisition of a coach who can fix things like Sean Payton, Small price to pay, in all honesty. I am loving that trade still. I, I liked it then. I love it even more now. I mean, you're getting a first-round pick back for a first-round pick from six years ago. I can't even do math. Five years ago now. So that's good value for the Broncos, and it gives them extra ammunition. It's either you traded for a superstar coach in Sean Payton, or you have much-needed capital to use at a position like, I don't know, right tackle perhaps? Sam Bam, brother, he says, uh, we're fine without D'Amico Ryans. Teams win with offensive-minded head coaches nowadays. Don't think we need him, to be honest. Still hoping for Harbaugh, Payton, or maybe Shane Steichen. I haven't heard anything really concrete about the Broncos showing any interest in Steichen for what it's worth. I heard he interviewed pretty badly in Carolina for what that's worth as well. And um, I, I do like what he brings to the table because he's calling plays in Philadelphia, but I still do wonder how much of that success is Nick Sirianni and also the talent level on offense with Jalen Hurts and company. So there's the split for you, by the way, Bradley Chubb, five and a half sacks as a Bronco this past season, two and a half with the Miami Dolphins. So that's a Bronco pro bowl. Let's face it. Let's face it. Uh, Jasmine. Great to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your very generous support, helping us keep the lights on here at MHH. She says, why keep this head coach search? Such a secret. I feel like ownership is slowly losing our trust. Do they even know what they're doing? See, this is this is something that um, we talked a lot about last night, Zach, is Scott and I, just the idea of Broncos fans not only being kind of disillusioned and let down by the fact that there's been no hire, but over the last week there's been a kind of a big upswell. And honestly, MHH is as responsible for it as anybody else. We have, we've had several podcast hosts that have hosts who have been hammering this particular thread that the, the lack of a, of a hire uh, is a sign of Walton Penner incompetence. And I got to be honest with you. I disagree. Now that's not to say that it couldn't be true. It's just that we don't know that yet. Uh, I think Scott actually said it best last night is you can't know Jasmine until you see the fruits of, of how this search pans out. So I understand why you might feel like they're you're they're losing your trust, but wait till they make that hire, then decide whether or not 
what they knew what they were doing, whether or not the process and the longer kind of meandering road where they were cards close to the vest pay dividends or not. Good old pragmatic Scott, man. I couldn't share a brain more with this take. You don't know until you know, you know, so we can knock the Walton Penner group now and George Payton as well for not landing Sean Payton, not landing Jim Harbaugh. But if they do, then everyone's going to celebrate what they did and champion them for taking their time and undergoing a thorough process. Let the process play out. Trust the process hashtag and see who they end up with. All we can do is hope right now and uh, pray they're in the right hands. RD jumping in up in Canada, North of the 49th parallel proving Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is in fact a state of being it's wherever you are. And that's where RD is. He says, any thoughts on the chargers hiring Kellen Moore? I thought he would have been good for us. His offenses always put up points and yards. Zach is someone who covered Kellen Moore. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me in Dallas for a couple of years. What's your take on this? This is a, uh, regrettably a, a great get for LA you're upgrading big time going from uh, Joe Lombardi to Kellen Moore um, very creative play caller I think he's going to get the most out of Justin Herbert most out of the talent level on that I'm interested as a football fan to see what Kellen Moore can do with Austin Eckler that guy is a movable chess piece that can be his version of Tony Pollard so I hate it because they go against the Broncos but this was a great get for the Chargers seems like it to me I mean Whatever was going sideways between he and Mike McCarthy, I mean, that's probably something that the Cowboys will lament down the road. But then again, that's McCarthy's bag, right? He's a former play caller in Green Bay. Like, they'll probably be fine, I guess, but it's not great news for the Denver Broncos. It really isn't. J-Boy's jumping in. Two nights in a row? Yo, dude, thank you. If Ajiro Evero had left the defense of the Broncos – should the Broncos bring back Wade Phillips, a Jim Harbaugh and Wade Phillips regime? So we don't know yet for what it's worth, right? On Evero, Broncos still own his rights. Last reporting we heard, Zach, relative to Evero, is that he was on the list of four coaches who had been informed they were no longer in the running. And then what's interesting, though, about that report, Zach, it was co-authored. Ian Rappaport, we covered this last night, Ian Rappaport and uh, Tom Pelissero is they say the Broncos have informed uh, the Broncos informed these four coaches, including Evero, Raheem Morris, Jim Caldwell, and David Shaw, that they're no longer in consideration for the job. And then when they didn't later in that same article, you have to read down to the very bottom. Broncos come back, quote unquote, empty handed uh, from Michigan with Jim Harbaugh. And uh, now all bets are off. It's resetting. And these guys could now be back on the table. I don't believe that. I think if the Broncos did, in fact, Zach, tell them that, sorry, we're going a different direction, I don't think they're going to reverse course on that. Yeah, we have Brian St uh, Stacy Morgan in the comments saying, Jesus, Wade Phillips is 100 years old. Get a grip and quit living in the past. I did look it up, and he is 75, not quite 100, but plenty old enough. I, I don't see him coming back to take a staff position with the Broncos, especially because I know I remembered it. He is now the head coach and GM of the Houston Roughnecks of That's the right. XFL of Vince McMahon's uh, uh, old uh, startup. So no to Wade Phillips. All we can do is uh, hang on to the past and say to ourselves, the Broncos could have had Kyle Shanahan and Wade Phillips on their staff. And they had Vance Joseph and Joe Woods. I think Vance. I asked Scott about this last night. Have you watched the Andre the Giant? You brought you bring up Vince McMahon. Have you watched the Andre the Giant biography or uh, I guess it's a biography, but documentary on his life? 
Showtime, I think it might have been HBO. It's either HBO or Showtime. Uh, it's really good, by the way. I'm not a wrestling guy, uh, but I watched it and it was very interesting. And you find out that McMahon, you know what, had a had a really strong relationship. So did his old man uh, with Andre the Giant. And there's even kind of a uh, tender moment, I guess you would say, where Vince gets a little verklempt, gets a little choked up when he's talking about his old friend Andre the Giant. So. I mentioned this, Zach, because I know you you uh, have a history liking that stuff. You should watch it. Phil, what happens if the Broncos are looking at Steichen, then we have to wait till after the Super Bowl for the, an announcement? Um, yeah, maybe not an announcement, but for him to do anything relative to yeah. taking the job. I'm not sure, Scott, on this front, tell me, tell me if you know this, okay? A, an employed coach can accept it. He's, he's been allowed to interview. Can he accept the job in principle? I'm pretty sure he can. I'm pretty I think sure he can, but he can't have a press conference, for example, until after that right. team season's over. So the Broncos, if that were to happen, all right, the Broncos would find a way to give people some red meat. All right. They'd announce that there'd something be leaked. Da, 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 da. In principle, we have a deal. Da, da, da. But again, big drawback. You don't get him till the third week of February. Hello. Yeah. That's not good. And also, the Broncos haven't even interviewed him yet that we know of, and they have no plans to interview any other uh, supposed candidates like a Steichen, a Mike Kafka, a Jonathan Gannon. We're just, you know, grasping at straws right now. But yeah, if they were to hire a uh, an assistant from a current Super Bowl team, they would have to wait until, like Chad said, the third week of February to make that official. No bueno. Taylor Christensen, brother, appreciate you. He says the coaching search is starting to get irritating. I feel you. I know. Starting. But- Breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Do that a few times, guys, because you're we're, everyone's agonized. And I, we're in the same boat. We want it to be over. We want to know what it's going to be, just like you guys do. But don't take inaction as a sign of incompetence, all right? Wait till you know what the hire is before you go toward the cliff. You know, you need those teeth. You don't want to break them out knee-jerking. Luke Jensen, what's up, Luke? He says, sucks being a Broncos fan from Kansas these days. Yeah, I bet. I bet. No fun at all. I mean, I don't know about you, Zach. I know who I'm going to be rooting for in this Super Bowl, and uh, it's definitely not the Chiefs. Any relation, by the way, to Luke? Or... No. I doubt it, but he's like me, fellow Dane, not uh, not Swede. That's one way you know. If it's Ian, that's Danish, all right? So it could be Larson, Jensen, whatever. If it ends Ian. Nine times out of ten, that's because they're Danes emigrated from uh, Denmark to the States. If it's Owen, usually it's Swedes or Norwegians, all right? So big, big difference. Keep in mind. So at least that Luke and I, we share some kind of Danish heritage background somewhere along the way. Luke with a third super chat. Yo, dude. He says, Ian Rappaport via KOA Sports Zoo. Quote, Denver does appear to be focused on a big, big, big candidate. So maybe that's taken a little more time, regardless of the head start they had. Very interesting, Luke. Thank you for that. Um, can't verify that that is for sure what Ian Rappaport said, but Luke, you seem like a quality cat. We'll take your word for it. Zach, what do you think? Yeah, I wasn't shaking my head at you, Luke. I appreciate you passing that information along. I haven't heard that yet. I don't think Ian's saying much that's new there, though. The Broncos are focused on a big candidate, and that's why they're kind of dragging their feet a little bit. Thanks, uh, Rap Sheet. Let us know when you have a name that you can throw out there that would, you know, identify that big candidate. The wait continues. Colby, love you, big dog. Appreciate you. 
Uh, Jasmine with another very, very generous super wow. chat. Wow, thank you, Jasmine. You wow. are the bomb.com. Thank you very much. The ladies of MHH just are the best. She says, in the beginning of all this ownership, in the beginning of all this, ownership said they'd be aggressive and quick with a head coach decision. I think that's why I'm so lost because it's been so silent. Broncos country has high expectations. We need them to deliver soon. I know you're 100% right, Jasmine, that they were going to be aggressive and that all the reports and both what we heard through reporting and what Greg Penner said in the postseason Black Monday press conference that they were going to be aggressive. But I don't remember them saying we're going to be quick about it, like we're going to get this mm -hmm. done for you all tomorrow for what it's worth. Now, Jasmine, I don't say that to try and poke holes in your take. That's not what I'm trying to say is some context here. It's better to, to be right than it is to be fast. And going back to what Luke just said from Ian Rappaport, if indeed this slow roll is the big fish and that big fish ends up being Jim Harbaugh, ends up being Sean Payton, when that hire gets made, you're going to feel such a rush of elation. It'll be all is forgiven. You ever seen uh, Pink Panther 2 with Steve Martin? And there's that scene where he comes home and his partner's kids are in his apartment. He's letting them stay there and they attack him with karate. And it's this fun comedic throwdown where they destroy the entire apartment. And then he gets kicked out by the kids, like through the front door of his apartment. He's laying out there and he's like, sits up and he's like, come here, little ones. All is forgiven. That's how you're going to feel, Jasmine, when the Broncos end up hiring uh, someone like Jim Harbaugh. Pink Panther 2 reference, Chad. <laughs> we are reaching new levels on this podcast. But yeah, you know, I, Scott said something really um, thought-provoking to me before the podcast and a way to put the coaching search. Most people, and Broncos fans included in this uh, situation, would rather hear no than nothing. And it hit home to me because I'm such an impatient person. Naturally, I want, you know, instant results, instant gratification. And the Broncos aren't giving that they're giving the opposite of that. But like Chad said, they didn't process a, a fat. They didn't promise a fast process. They promised a thorough evaluation. They promised to cast a wide net. Unlike last year when they kind of just honed in on three candidates and then pick from that group. So I know it's frustrating. I know it's maddening. It's not starting to get irritating. As another comment said, it's been irritating for about two weeks, but I feel like we're almost there within a week or so. We, we should know where the Broncos are going. Brandon Reagan in the house. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the super chat. Dark horse. He says Aaron Glenn for head coach. I really don't know, but I hope we get it right for all of Broncos country. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so, bro. I don't think so. Aaron Glenn, um, haven't heard any any him being connected to the Broncos in any which way. But if what you're saying, Dark Horse flying under the radar, who knows? All bets are up. Uh, well, Glenn did interview for the Broncos job last year, and uh, he wasn't among the finalists. But, you know, he's familiar with George Payton. And that's why I thought maybe the Dark Horse, the wild card, I was speculating on Twitter, maybe it would have been Kellen Moore. You know, he interviewed with the Broncos as well, young offensive coach, but he's off the table now. I don't think it'll be Aaron Glenn. If anything, if, if there's a mystery candidate, it's going to be someone none of us are expecting, not a first-timer, not a young coach, a guy who's been around. Who that is, maybe Bruce Arians, a guy I've posited for a few months now. Maybe that's it, but we do not know. It could be anyone's guess, and it is. Ian Levin. That's a new way. I've never seen Ian spelled that way, if I am indeed pronouncing your name correctly. Very cool. Welcome. Thank you. That's another newer name. He says, what big splash exciting candidate names can we consider if it's not Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh? 
Is there any legitimacy to a potential Bill Cower hire? Anyone else? Um, I am inclined, Zach, to almost completely dismiss the idea of Bill Cower. But when you think about who it was that floated his name, I mean, the voice of the Broncos, this is a guy who is connected. I mean, everyone talks to him, so I don't know. But I think it's one of those two guys, Ian, to be honest with you. We talk about a big splash. If we are to believe what Ian Rappaport said is true, they're focusing on a big, big name, three bigs, big, big, big name. It's one of those two guys. I don't think, you know, think about this, Zach. D'Amico Ryan's, his cachet, his star, it really exploded after his first round of interviews. Then everyone came out with how impressed he was, and then it was all about his resume as a two-year defensive coordinator and all this. He wasn't viewed in any way, shape, or form at large, all right, as a tier one candidate when this began. Now, maybe behind closed doors in the NFL, you know, ownership circles, perhaps he was. But I think it's one of those two guys when we're talking about a big, big, big fish that they're trying to land. And another conspicuous thing here, Zach, this was something I hammered on last night as well with Scott, in case you guys missed it. Sean Payton, if he really were going back to Fox Sports, he would have already said it. It would have already happened, all right, if that had already been decided. If he was out of the running in Denver, I think that would have already been decided. Arizona job, I don't know, maybe. But either way, whatever job he's holding out hope for, he's holding out hope or else he would have come out on Twitter and said, hey, I'm sticking with my great job at Fox Sports. And then the next time he's on a Fox Sports panel, you know, for the Super Bowl coverage or whatever, and they ask him, hey, Sean, so you decided not to go back in. Why is that? He's going to say, oh, just because I love you guys so much. And it'll all blow over, and then he can circle back again in a year. That hasn't happened for a reason, Zach. Uh, number one, I will literally eat my phone on camera if the Broncos hire Bill Cower. I, I, it's not happening. I don't know where Dave Logan heard that up or if he's just trolling people, but um, it's not happening. Number two, uh, the mystery candidate could literally be anyone if indeed there is a mystery candidate. The Sean Payton thing with Arizona, I don't think is happening because the Cardinals want to talk to Mike Kafka now. Uh, the OC. So I don't know that they're going to hire Sean Payton. I think for Payton, it's either the Broncos or more likely returning to Fox and uh, checking out the job cycle next year. Maybe someone like Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles DC that I wouldn't like that at all. Uh, Kafka, Brian Callahan, the Bengals OC, there's names out there, but I feel like if there's a guy we haven't heard from yet, it's got to be someone that has cache that has, you know, Veritas and, who else could that really be out there? I mean, I saw in the comments someone said Byron Leftwich, but that would be a gamble. That'd be a first-time coach. As an OC, I would love Byron Leftwich, but not a head coach. I said Bruce Arians a few months ago just to throw it out there. I don't know, though. We don't. We know it's not going to be Mike Shanahan. I know for sure it's not going to be Bill Gore. Who else is out there? We shall find out. Mac Dog representing, getting his homework done first, then jumping in the chat, throwing down a super, Appreciate you, big dog. Make sure it's straight A's. Okay, straight A's only, my friend. He says, I still think the race is between Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh. Until those names are completely off the board, there is no other choice. People need to relax and stop hating on the new owners. I think they will make the right choice. I agree, dude. I honestly agree and believe this is the case. And who knows? A week from now, I might look like a horse's you-know-what because they end up hiring like Bill Callahan or something, but that's that's my take. 
Yeah, uh, big no to Bill Callahan. I, I would be surprised, though, if Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton are still not in play. Why else would the Broncos already tell four other candidates, David Shaw, Jiro Evero, Jim Caldwell, Raheem Morris, that they're not in the running in contention for the job? Let's say Sean Payton goes back to Fox. Let's say Jim Harbaugh stays at Michigan. Where do the Broncos go then? If they've ruled out four others, who, who are they going to fall back on? Who is their plan F? Who is their plan G? We don't know. We have to wait for that to come out. But I would surmise, and this is maybe being uh, maybe cautiously optimistic, if they were to make that bold move of ruling out four candidates, they have to feel at least a little confident they can get one of Harbaugh or Sean Payton. And let's put this into context right before we grab Broncos 007 here. Who has exited the pool? Frank Reich, Broncos weren't interested in him at all. Didn't even sniff him for whatever reason. I think that was a mistake, but whatever. It depends on who they end up hiring. A mistake to at least not talk to him. But And then Dan Quinn decided, I'm not hearing good things, so I'm going to go ahead and make an announcement. I'm sticking with the Cowboys. In other words, it didn't sound like I was going to get one of these jobs I wanted, so I'm going to stay where I'm at. So why all of a sudden is those are those things being interpreted, especially in the wake of, I guess you throw Jim Harbaugh in there, saying I'm staying in Michigan. But in the wake of knowing the Broncos went back to talk to him. So why everybody is all interpreting all these. And I get it. It is smoke signals. All we can do is interpret. But why everyone's interpreting that, Zach, as the Broncos being incompetent. They don't know what they're doing. You know, works in the business side of things. But they need to learn about how things work in the NFL. Swinging and missing. All those things. Jumping the gun. Jumping the gun. Broncos 007 says since they're taking so long. I'm so excited for our future head coach, even Jeff like Saturday, to lead us to the first overall draft pick for the first time in Broncos history. Yeah, wouldn't that be wild? But yes, uh, uh, the Colts, man, they're 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 a doozy. That that owner. Jim Irsay has been hitting too much of the booger sugar to uh, seriously consider hiring Jeff Saturday <laughs> as the full time head coach, and he is apparently uh, he's in the running. They've they've interviewed like 20 people, though. Ajiro Evero included the Colts. I have no idea where they're going to go with their head coaching hire. Yeah, yeah. Michael Ronquillo says Harbaugh is waiting for college football signing day, which is not tomorrow, but the next day before he makes his decision. My theory. Mike could be. Mike could be. We'll see. That is, I think, a very sound and strong theory because, again, the Greg Penner, to me, does not seem like a sucker. A, B, he does not seem like a man that wastes his time. You don't make that trip back to talk to Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, Zach, without something there to give you reason to believe it was well worth your time. Not just maybe we can convince him like there has been something happening behind closed doors that none of us have a clue about right now that led them to believe that was necessary. All right. So don't interpret the fact that they didn't come, they didn't return home to Denver with a deal in hand with for Jim Harbaugh, as Jim Harbaugh being out, and that could be the reason why Jim Harbaugh saying no, I want it, I want the deal, but I can't, we can't be announced till February first, National Signing Day. I at least owe that to Michigan. I don't want to, you know, sandbag and completely torpedo their signing class this this year. That's a viable theory, Zach. It is. And I say to myself, what did Harbaugh make at Michigan last year? Was it four million or seven million? Something six, like that? Six, 
somewhere between six. Scott's saying seven, somewhere between six and seven, but he's saying seven. So seven million. If you're the Broncos and you offer him twenty five million dollars a year, you know you're more than tripling his salary. How does anyone say no to that? I think at that point the money would talk. And Jim Harbaugh, there's one rumor out there. There's been so much speculation, Chad. It's hard to keep up. But there's one rumor that if he were to leave Michigan, the Broncos' job is the job that he would want. And how could you turn down tripling your salary, making $20, $25 million a year? But I will say this, and I want to echo what Swink says. If Harbaugh, you know, he would be a real jerk if he trick recruits into going to Michigan knowing he wasn't going to be there. I would have to question Jim Harbaugh's motives of coming to Denver in the first place. I want him. I want Sean Payton as well. But there's a lot of drama surrounding them. And if he's all about the power, all about the the money, all about this or that, that's not related to football and actually wanting to come to the Broncos and make them a respectable franchise again, then maybe they're not the right guy for the job. I just want a coach who wants to come to Denver on the basis of making this a better football team. Not about roster control, personnel power, or being the highest paid coach in the NFL, just the X's and the O's. Maybe I'm being too idealistic. I don't think so. Scott brings up an interesting point relative to National Signing Day. 23 Michigan players have already signed for this class, meaning there's not much that's going to be happening for Michigan on Wednesday. That's uh, what, what those ships have sailed. Those chickens, they've already come home to roost like it's a done deal. And if that's a big part of this equation, and let's say it is Harbaugh, then you could maybe foresee a Jim Harbaugh announcement as soon as tomorrow. Who knows? Sam Bam, bro, thank you. He says, at least we know it's not going to be David Shaw. I was bracing and nervous it was going to be him due to that uh, Condoleezza Rice-Stanford connection. Yeah, and don't forget uh, the Penners. Greg Penner and his wife, Carrie Walton Penner, graduate school or some other at Stanford. So there's there's three people in Broncos ownership, none of whom are John Elway, uh, connected to Stanford. But I agree, it was something of a relief to see David Shaw eliminated from consideration. And it's not because I don't think he could be a good coach. It's that, you know, if this was 2017, different story. But we're... 2023 on the heels of seven bad dark years you need a guy who's as close to a sure thing as you can get david shaw couldn't make it work at stanford four years last four years before they parted ways 14 total wins for the cardinal so that's not the guy going to come save your franchise let's face it it's also the fact that you just fired a head coach after 15 games. You're flirting heavily with Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. How would you sell David Shaw to the fan base? I, I don't think you can. I think the Penner, Walton, Impossible. And, and George Payton, everyone involved with the Broncos knows they need to hit a home run with this hire. I don't. I wouldn't mind David Shaw as OC, and I would prefer him more than a Raheem Morris or a Jim Caldwell. But again, going from Ferrari shopping to settling for a Toyota, I wouldn't do it. Keith, appreciate you, brother, really. And I know that you have hammered the Bridge the Gap song on Spotify and YouTube, so I appreciate you, bro. He says, if they make a third run at Harbaugh, could they turn back to Peyton? And would Sean Peyton feel too dissed, disrespected to take the job? See, here's the thing to maybe blow your minds. It might not be a third run. It might be all along this one run at Harbaugh mm-hmm. while keeping Peyton on the burner. Okay, keeping those beans warm because it ain't dinner time quite yet. You know, just in case daddy doesn't come home with the bacon, let's get those beans heated up, right? That's that's the whole point here. So 
Harbaugh could have been the the choice and the conversation and the impetus, the push all along. I'm hungry now. <laughs> uh, there's got to be a reason, Chad, that the second Harbaugh visit came out of nowhere. There's one theory, one conspiracy, whatever you want to call it, that the first interview, I know it was done virtually, but the Broncos actually came to an agreement or made significant headway. And maybe the second visit in person in Ann Arbor was closing the deal, working out compensation and getting their, their ducks in a row. I feel in my gut a lot more confident, if I had to pick between the two, that the Broncos will end up with Jim Harbaugh versus Sean Payton. But if I'm Sean Payton, I'm not feeling disrespected if you come to me offering me $20, 25000000 a year. I'll put my ego to the side for that. The Duchess with a third Super Saiyan telling you there is something fishy in the state of Colorado. LOL. You know, it's one of those things, Zach, that when it finally pops and happens, all the all the suddenly in retrospect, it all becomes clear. And you can see how it all came together and what why they did what they did without them even having to explain to you, per se. So we'll see. We'll know soon. We're about out of time here. Michael throwing down. Thank you, bro. Uh, bro, that was like a mix between bro and bud. Thank you brother uh but we are about out of time zach unless there's any burning topics we haven't gotten to um i think we it's so hard because things are coming out literally by the minute michael ronquillo chiming in saying i want a coach that cares about the broncos organization tradition first and then football second before they take the broncos head coaching job and that's what i'm saying michael as well you know we all want the big fish we all or most of us want i won't speak for everyone sean payton or jim harbaugh but whoever it is i just want the right guy for the job i want him to be motivated by the the love and the passion for the game not for the dollar sign or for the control he would have over the uh the organization well said mike i want that yeah absolutely that's right and i think it was the same report where in the athletic uh, forgive me, I forget who the author of that athletic piece was, but where he was referencing an anonymous NFL executive who said, Russ is washed. The Denver Broncos have a good tradition. In other words, a tradition that is attractive to head coaching candidates, but Russ is washed. And that, that somehow offsets, even if it were true, the tradition. I don't think that the Russ is washed thing is a thing. I think people saw those last couple of games, they saw the level of incompetence. Because again, we got to remember, okay, the Broncos, Russell Wilson in his one big step back season, regression as a quarterback, was coached, you could argue, Zach, with with really multiple legs to stand on, one of the two worst head coach hires in NFL history. So coincidence that Russ just decided all of a sudden Father Time decided, no, this is it, and it coincides with the Broncos hiring one of the two worst head coaches of all time? No, those two things are connected. In other words, Russell Wilson's performance, his regression, was due in large part, to what degree we can't be certain, but in large part by the incompetent handling slash coaching of Nathaniel Hackett. What does that mean? You get an actual competent adult. I mean, look at what they were able to do with just a guy like Jerry Rosberg. Competent, solid guy. And now imagine a Jim Harbaugh, Zach, or a Sean Payton with Russell Wilson. This is not a washed quarterback. Not yet. He's lost some of the mustard. He's lost some of the speed and explosive uh, elite twitchiness. But he still can put you in the dance, I think. Was it Mike Sando who said that from The Athletic? Because yep, yep. he's been a long-time Russ detractor. So I would take what he says with a grain of salt. We have to just wait and see. It's all speculation, all rumors right now, all theories. I'm willing to let the process play out, and we'll – 
go from there. Scott makes a good point, and then we're going to grab Michaela and get out of here. Even if Russ was washed, all right, you're a head coach. You're taking this job. It's a long-term thing. You can start over in 2023 at quarterback. You can't – or, pardon me, in 2024, after 2023. You can do that. So it wouldn't be a non-starter if you believed Russ was washed. So for what it's worth, the Duchess, love you. She says, regarding signing day, players change their minds all the time after committing. That's true. That's a factor. That's a factor. But how long you if you know how long are you gonna let that stretch if you're Jim Harbaugh, you know? Um it's probably gotta be this week. If you're gonna make the jump, if you're gonna take the Bronco job, it's probably gotta be at some point this week. The the natives are restless, so to speak, or whatever the saying is. Yeah, they can't wait much longer. I want to give a shout-out to Scott, uh, who adds some context here, some clarity. Michaela, they added an early signing period. They're not committed. They've already signed their letters. So maybe they go. don't have to wait till Wednesday. The, most of the system, most of the players are in place already. But maybe it's a procedural thing. Maybe it's a contractual thing. I don't know intimately how uh, the college system works, but just be patient. That's all I can say is be patient. With that, guys, we're going to dip on out of here. We love you. But we got a few messages. Don't leave quite yet. Yes, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, that was the MHH Pod. You can follow the MHH Pod on Twitter at the MHH Pod. Also on Twitter, the main account at Mile High Huddle. Chad at Chad and Jensen. Myself at Kelberman NFL. And Scott, our producer, at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we're rocking, as you see, or you're listening right now, go to huddleuppod.com and get your merch on. Check out the inventory. A lot of good stuff there. And also facebook.com slash Pod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. If you haven't, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football pre-safe five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, guys and gals, please do these three things. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Um, shout out to these great Facebook supporters this evening. Michael Ronquillo throwing down big boy stars. Chris Hernandez, dude, I didn't see – there he is. Okay, Chris Hernandez, I'm off I'm off screen. So love you, bro. Hope you're doing well. Appreciate you. Also, hammering the Bridge the Gap video and giving props and listening and streaming on, on Spotify, my fellow brother in punk rock. Chris Hernandez, Phil McLaughlin, Colby C. Collier, George Fox, Clayton Heron, Keith Brugman, Miguel <laughs> Santistevan. Um, Jonathan, if the chat gets 1,000 likes, Denver will – exactly. Tell them, Zach. Listen, guys, let's pull our weight, get the like button, smash that like button, hit the hell out of that like button. Let's get it to 1,000 likes, and the Broncos will have their head coach. Let's do our part. It's kind of like, Broncos, you know, they say that you get luck by doing rubbing a bald dude's head. It's kind of like that. If the <laughs> chat gets 1,000 likes tonight on the video, Broncos announced the, the, the head coach that you want in the morning. Trust. All right. Shout out. On Super Chat tonight, Sam Bam, the Duchess, Michaela Parker, Luke, F.A., John Clay Aventing, uh, Jasmine, R.D., J-Boys, Luke Jensen, Taylor Christensen, Brandon Reagan, Ian Levin, Mac Dog, Broncos 007. He's a spy. He's not to be confused, though, with James Bond 007. He's Broncos 007. Much love and respect to each and every one of you. Don't forget, go check out the Bridge the Gap video and stream it on Spotify or Apple Music. Have a great start to your week, guys. We're back on Thursday night. Hopefully by then we'll have more clarity on the Broncos head coaching search. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.